Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And we're going to start off with a somewhat funny, ironic story out of the UK, TNT Sports, which were broadcasting the Bud Crawford, uh, Terrence, uh, Bud, uh, Terrence Crawford event, uh, taking on Errol Spence on the weekend. It seems like they had a bit of a mishap, just like I just had a bit of a mishap uh, with the graphics uh, on the TV showing. Uh Anyway, uh, fan, boxing fans across the UK noticed it pretty quickly. Uh, Crawford's name was uh, misspelt, and uh, and also then had uh, Crawford fighting Joe Joyce, and then had uh, uh, Joe Joyce fighting uh, Daniel Dubois, also featured uh, in the incorrect card. So it's a pretty funny uh, story that was uh, reported out of the UK uh, by the Sun, a very reputable source. Uh, anyway. So now, is Terence Crawford the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world, or Inouye? As that, that debate rages, uh, I won't really get into it too much, but it is an interesting question uh, now being discussed um, in the world of boxing. Uh, nonetheless, Terence Crawford, over the weekend, became the first undisputed welterweight champion in the four-belt era, and this was discussed by Cedric Ben on his show, The, the Scorecard, on Talk and Fight. You can go to talkandfight.com for his comments regarding the fight overall, but apparently it was quite a demolition of Errol Spence, and although Errol Spence's call for a rematch, um, you know, should he, should he really get it? Let's have a look and see what uh, Sam Boltz out of boxnews24.com has to say. And Terence Crawford could have a big decision to make soon if PBC decides to move Errol Spence Jr. in another direction to salvage his career. Assuming the rematch doesn't take place, Crawford, who is now 40-0, and 0, by the way, 31 knockouts, will have a lot of options at 154, even without fighting for a world title. Jermel Charlo has all four belts on lockdown while he goes up to 168 to face Canelo Alvarez in September. Uh, that's where he's talked about heading, and that's the best place to go because the 147-pound division has no one left for Crawford to fight other than Jerron Boots Ennis, and I believe he's the IBF uh, mandatory. Anyway, there would be a lot of interest from boxing fans in a Crawford versus Ennis fight, but it wouldn't be a mega fight. If Crawford moves up to junior middleweight, he'd have these fighters as potential opponents for his next fight. Tim Sayu, Josh Kelly, Brian Mendoza, Sebastian Fandora, Jesus Ramos, Liam Smith, Israel uh, Majimov, Bakram Murtazalev, and Erickson Lubin. Spence, who's now 28 and 1, 22 knockouts, using the rematch clause would be an act that would ruin his career. And you got to believe the PBC will attempt to sit, save Errol from himself. Spence's pride is hurt, and he wants a chance for revenge against Crawford, but his management will likely talk him out of it because he's met his match and can't win. So is uh, Boots uh, ready? Uh, let's have a look here what Alan Fox has to say, also on boxingnews24.com. Alan says, Jerron Boots Ennis is now the undisputed welterweight uh champion terence is let's have a quick reread here jaron boots ennis is now the undisputed welterweight champion terence crawford's ibf mandatory challenger wow that's a confusing sentence if crawford 
chooses to keep his IBF 147-pound title after his likely rematch against Errol Spence. So now you got two differences of opinion right there. Uh, in December at 154, he's going to need to face unbeaten Boots Ennis, who's 31-0, by the way, 28 knockouts. If Crawford chooses to vacate all his welterweight titles to move up to 154, he can change the trajectory of the dangerous career-wrecking asteroid like Boots Ennis, who's on a collision course to slam into him. So will, will Crawford vacate his titles? By vacating the IBF belt, Crawford can safely navigate around the dangerous threat that Boots poses to him. Crawford didn't reveal what his future plans are last Saturday after scoring a ninth-round technical knockout win over IBF, WBN, WBC welterweight champ Spence uh, in their undisputed championship over the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. After the fight, Crawford said it was up to Spence if he won a rematch. If so, the two will possibly meet in December as part of the rematch clause in the contract for their fight held last Saturday. I bet that will be delayed. Anyway, uh, here's an interesting headline coming out of uh, World Boxing News. Errol Spence Jr. accused of cashing out on injury in one-sided loss. Errol Spence Jr. faces questions over the severity of an eye injury after being completely demoralized by Terence Crawford in their first fight. The truth lost to the point where his ability to compete in a rematch is seriously debated. Spence suffered a massive injuries from two car crashes, including a detached retina from 2019, during which he fought just twice in four years. Now, after being dominated by Crawford in Las Vegas, not putting up much of, not putting up much of a fight, Spence's previous ailments are coming under scrutiny. Some on social media believe Spence cashed out on his eye by making sure the Crawford fight was done now before his sight got any worse. The eye is primarily a concern. It uh, sometimes looked as if Spence didn't see the punches coming from Crawford. At times, Crawford deliberately targeted the eye, leaving further fears over Spence's ability to see correctly for the rest of his life. Not to take anything away from Crawford's win, but it sometimes looked as if Bud was fighting a much weaker opponent than the undefeated three-belt welterweight champion of the world. Discussing his injury with Brian Custer in 2021, it sounded like Spence was lucky to be able to continue his boxing career at all. I don't know. I had a retina tear, but I do remember when it happened. When the guy hit me, it felt like I heard a little pop. Then I went to the corner like, man, my eye or whatever. They looked at my eye. Then I actually came back out there and sparred uh, like four or five more rounds. Two days later, I had sparred again. And a mission that he may not be able to see out of his eye has been highlighted in the aftermath. Anyway, that is a big struggle for him. Now, based on the numbers, will we see a rematch? Is it worth it? So I had a quick look around the internet to see if I could find any pay-per-view numbers. And boy, uh, was I disappointed, as I'm sure you are as well, to hear this. The pay-per-view numbers, it seems, for the um, Spence-Crawford tilt uh, was a whopping 700,000. Uh, I might have put in there merely 700,000. And although that generated close to $50 million U.S., um, pretty decent numbers indeed, uh, it's not exactly what they're expecting uh, as the uh, championship fight that it was supposed to be. Uh, for example... Um, Gervonta Davis, when he battled Ryan Garcia, 
achieved 1.2 million pay-per-view buys. Uh, Benavidez, when he fought Plant, had over 150,000 pay-per-view buys, and Canelo versus Plant, 750,000. So just comparing uh, those numbers, and a lot of people have said online as well, very reputable writers have said, you know, there just wasn't that much animosity between Crawford and Spence to begin with in order to generate that excitement that's really required to get the kind of numbers that uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather, for example, uh, delivered in their heyday. Uh, just for example, and by comparison, uh, during the, the, the press conference, uh, Davis and Garcia generated 5.6 million views, Spence and Crawford 1.8 million views. Uh, if you go down the list, Benavidez and Plant, 500,000, and Canelo versus Plant, 2.8 million. So, you know, you take a look at the numbers and you have to wonder whether uh, promoters themselves are, yeah, okay, $50 million is nothing to sneeze at, but the numbers themselves don't exactly suggest to me uh, that a rematch is, is, is in the works, and I think you're probably going to see Ennis Boots and Crawford fight next, in my humble opinion. On the undercard, we saw Isaac Cruz, as we predicted on the Friday night panel, uh, take out a, a quick victory. Well, I shouldn't say quick victory, but take out a victory uh, over uh, Giovanni Cabrera. Uh, Pitbull is now 25-2-1, 17 knockouts. And uh, it was a split decision, quite frankly. Uh, and he made, but he emerged victorious over the 21 and 1 uh, Cabrera. And that was for the WBC and WBA lightweight title eliminator. Uh, Cruz, who was deducted a point in round eight due to headbutts, won the bout with scores of 115, 112, 114, 113, with one judge scoring the action 114, 113 for Cabrera. So, um, a decent fight for, for, for Pitbull and a heck of a fight overall. Uh, but interesting to see that uh, who he's going to fight next. I won't uh, linger very much longer on the undercard, but I will mention that uh, because we discussed this on the panel on Friday night, Bantamweight Alejandro Santiago, 28-3-5, uh, hammered out a 12-round unanimous decision over future Hall of Famer Nonito Donaire, who we all picked to win. So shows how much we know. He's 42 and eight, by the way, uh, 28 knockouts. Uh, to claim, uh, Santiago claimed the vacant WBC bantamweight title formerly held by Inouye on Saturday night at the sold-out T-Mobile Arena. And Sinicia Estrada, who we uh, thought would put up a good fight as well, indeed retained her WBC and WBA minimum weight titles. Uh, beating a very tough and often effective Leonela Yadika uh, by unanimous scores of 97-93 from all three judges. Estrada, who's now 25-0, and 0, uh, did not at all dominate this fight, however, with ESPN's Mark Nagel scoring it 96-94 for her. But the win isn't questionable or anything. She's got a good fight from a good contender in Yudika, who's now 19-2-3 with one knockout who had more success than pretty much any Estrada opponent to date. You can chalk that up to Estrada, 31, being willing to take more shots than normal because the 34-year-old Utica is a light hitter, even for the general standards of power punching and women's boxing. But, but no matter how you slice it, Estrada got the, got the got tagged clean and way more often than normal. Um, 
Final CompuBox stats saw Estrada land 161 of 529% of her power total punches and 148 of 437% of her power shots. Uh, Utica connected on 144 of 506 total punches and 119 out of 370 of her power punches. So in short, it was a good competitive fight, and both fighters can say they put on maximum effort indeed. Um, unfortunate news out of the Artur Berdebiev camp. Um, we're going to have to wait for his next defense of his unified light heavyweight title because he has suffered a bone infection uh, and has needed uh, to undergo surgery. The Canada-adopted Russian was due to face British star Callum Smith on August 19th. However, the injury was so severe that Berbiev could no longer delay a corrective procedure. Top Rank and Eye of the Tiger released a joint statement confirming Berbiev versus Smith will still go ahead after a delay. Uh, WBC, quote, WBC, WBO, IBF, light heavyweight world champion Arthur Berbiev's title defense against former super middleweight World champion Callum Smith is delayed, initially scheduled for Saturday, August 19th at the Videotron Center in Quebec City in Canada. It has been postponed due to a bone infection in Berbiev's jaw. Ouch. He underwent surgery earlier today, that would be Sunday, in Montreal, Canada. He's promoted by Eye of the Tiger and Top Rank in association with Matchroom. Uh, information regarding a rescheduled fight will be announced in due course. Berbiev, by the way, 19-0, resides in Montreal, Canada, and his boxing's only world champion with a 100% knockout ratio. And to conclude, how can I not conclude uh, today's um, episode without a quote from Eddie Hearn? And he's going to talk to us today about heavyweight prospect Johnny Fisher. The Romford Bullets, he's known, uh, or, uh, it was a... They were his, his arm, the Romford Bull Army were out in full force as Johnny Fisher vowed to give them something to celebrate in just two weeks' time. The popular heavyweight prospect, he's 9 0, eight knockouts, will bid for his first professional title at the O2 in London on the undercard. Uh, on the card of the Anthony Joshua versus Dillian White 2 uh, show when he fights Dirty Harry Armstrong, 5 1 1, for the Southern Area title. The 24-year-old favorite had a huge following in attendance as he showcased his skills under the watchful eye of trainer Mark Tibbs and promoter Eddie Hearn over at the Orden Gym in Raman, or Raynham. Fresh from his devastating first-round stoppage win over Emilio Salas at the Ovio Arena in Wembley in May, Fisher is confident he will have his hands raised in victory in a fortnight. Um, it was good to see all the media here and a lot of my friends, family, and supporters as well, said Fisher. I did a few sharp rounds on the pads, which I, which I was perfect as I got a bit of sparring tomorrow. It was a good experience. Uh, yada, yada. Come on, Eddie. Where are you? Matchroom sport chairman Eddie Hearn was impressed with Fisher and believes he has a bigger domestic fight on the horizon should he come through a tough test against Armstrong. He said, he looks great. Now it's the serious stuff. Harry Armstrong who's been slung in the deep end a few times on short notice. He's a very good fighter, and this is actually a very tough fight. It's time for Johnny. He wanted this fight. We told him he could do another little eight-rounder, but he said, no, it's time now. I want a real test. I want 10 rounds. 
There's a huge amount of pressure doing at the O2 in front of 18,000 people. It's a sellout crowd uh, on, on that massive AJ night as well, said Hearn. The place is going to erupt. He's just got to stay calm. But he's had those wounds now where he's walked out in the big shows and had those big experiences. I think he's really there and he's ready. If he comes through this fight, I believe he'll start headlining shows and filling arenas himself. Uh-huh. All right, boxing fans, thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. Remember to uh, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification. Um, Derek James should have stopped the fight, says Boxing Learner. It is what it is. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And remember to join, join me later on. Um, we have several shows lined up uh, today, so uh, take your pick. Go to talkandfight.com. And uh, we'll see you later on. Thanks for joining me. Adios.